0: Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass DeDomis starts now.
1: Yeah, you see it. Look at the looks on their face. Those are some bad contracts we're going to talk about. Your boy Eric from Triple Play here joined by a special guest today. I'm joined by Garrett from Super Mario Hoops 24. That's his YouTube channel. Garrett, how you doing, man?
0: Doing pretty good. Uh, It's always nice to see the NBA rolling around again. Um, My Bulls are doing pretty well, so there's also that. So I'm in a pretty good mood. But how about you? You know,
1: I'm doing pretty well. I'm glad the NBA season is back. You must be happy as a Bulls fan. I mean, they might have the best one through five in the game right now.
0: Possibly. I I like to think so.
1: (laughs) And you know what? They don't have any bad contracts on that team. Spoiler, they're not going to have anybody we're talking about today. That's right. But We're going to talk about some players who should be thanking their agents and collecting every bit of that money they should because they might not get a second contract after this. We're going to start out with Kevin Love, who signed a four-year, $120 million extension back in 2019. Now, he has two years left, 60 mil on that contract. It's going to end after the 22-23 NBA season. He will be 34 years old at that time. Now, what's interesting is, he signed that contract like right after LeBron left, when they should have been going through a rebuild with Kyrie, but instead they rewarded him. So Garrett, what what do you think was going through the Cavs' mind when they gave that to him?
0: I don't. To be honest, I don't really know what was going through their mind. Uh, I know what was going through his mind then, at least from the media's perspective, and that was that he wanted to stay there and that he wanted to like get that money, be the star, and stuff like that. But then shortly after, and I remember like discussing this with my dad too. Because he thought Kevin Love was, you know, still going to be an all-star and stuff like that. I said, no, he's probably just going to rot on a bad team. So far, it's been the latter of the two. Um, but now it seems like he's just kind of unhappy with the Cavaliers. And I know he's still playing for them and stuff like that. But just of the recent reports that have come out, and it just seems like a whole messy situation. But luckily for them, he has, what, like two more years left on it, uh, you showed there. so Yeah, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad.
1: (laughs) And what's kind of crazy is right now he's coming off as a bench player. Like they're starting Evan Mobley, they're starting Jared Allen, they have Laurie in, and they've tried to trade him in the past. Now, I'm a Wizards fan. The Cavaliers are probably the team I dislike the most, going back to the LeBron (laughs) days when they eliminated us us in the first year, uh, first round three years in a row. I'm generally a fan of what Kobe Altman has done with the team. I think that this is his one bit bugaboo, though, and Kevin Love – especially with the health that he has, hasn't really lived up to the contract. And it's going to be really tough to trade. I can't imagine a team taking that that much remaining, thinking that Kevin Love is the missing piece for them to contend for a title. But
0: And I, and I know, like, I saw reports that maybe the Nuggets might be interested because, you know, they got Jamal Murray right now. He's injured. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is not playing like to how we expect him to play as of right now. And then Aaron Gordon, I mean, like he's still great. He had played great defense uh, the other night against uh, who was it the other day? I think it was Luca. If they, play, I think they played the Mavericks or something. Like yeah, that. They, they held him like
1: seventy nine points.
0: Yeah, so like there's that, but I don't know. They might want like someone else who could also stretch the floor, be another like scoring option, provide more rebounding because they don't really have like a backup true big. And I know that like Jokic is your reigning MVP, but I mean, it's always nice to like fill out like at least I think a starting position, and then also like a, a key backup guy to that position.
1: Agreed, agreed. And it'll be interesting to see if if they shop him or not. Two years isn't a lot. Maybe a team will take it on next year just to have an expiring contract. We're gonna go to Kevin Love for somebody that Kevin Love was almost traded for back in the day. If you guys remember, before the Splash Brothers oh, really yeah. took off, there were rumors that Kevin Love would go to the Warriors for Clay Thompson in a centerpiece. Now we look and he had a five-year, $190 million extension. He's currently in the third year. Ironically, he hasn't played in the first two years of his extension, so he's been making that money without even touching the court. After this year, there will be two-year, $83 million left. It's going to end after the 23-24 season when he is 33 years old. Now, he's coming off a torn ACL and then a torn Achilles while recovering from that torn ACL. So, Gary, what are your thoughts on this?
0: I mean... Well first of all I will address that you know if Clay Thompson if he didn't get hurt if he was still playing like normal Clay Thompson you know this wouldn't be considered a bad contract because we know this guy most likely will end up in the Hall of Fame one day so I think that with that being said I mean it's only based on his injuries that we don't know what he's going to come back as if he comes back at the shell of himself and he's making this amount of money then it looks really bad uh But, of course, you know, like the Warriors, they weren't just going to, like, let him go. They paid him this in 2019, and they had just made, like, five straight finals appearances, uh, three championships. You're not going to let the second guy on their core, uh, their really big three core of him, Curry, and Draymond, you're not just going to let him, like, go for nothing. So it made sense to bring him back, uh, and obviously they couldn't have predicted that he got injured again, like, in 2020. So that was kind of unfortunate, but... Right now, it just does seem like one of those contracts that's not so great until we can actually see Clay come back. And if he's playing like the Clay we remember or even better, then I mean, this will probably be removed from the worst contracts, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the thing about the Warriors is even with the injury, I think you have to pay him. Like it's, you know, they, they won three rings. Um, you know, somebody that was pretty durable. He played 66 games his rookie year, but after that, he's played. I think at least 77 in every season after two-way defender, you know, him and Steph Curry complement each other as the best backcourt. Like if anything, you have to do it as a PR move. You can't say, Hey, look, we're going to let you go. Um, but you're right. It, it's a bad contract right now, just for the fact of the injuries that have caught up, but you know, very hard kind of foresee that coming. We're going to go to your, the next
0: one. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, and to, and to no. your point about like him playing so much, like the one year where he didn't play 70 games, he played 66 and now it's the lockout. And they only yeah. had 66 games that year. So really like he's been pretty durable. Like most of his career last few years, just got unlucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to now go from somebody we don't agree. And, and of course we got to have a little drama in here and we're going to go to Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. who is in the first year of a five year, $205 million supermax extension. It's going to end after the 25-26 season when he's 33 years old, locking him and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt for the foreseeable future. Now, this wasn't a given because with the whole thing with COVID, where Gobert joked around about it, the relationship apparently between him and Donovan Mitchell was fractured. Garrett, you think that this is a really bad contract? So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let you take it away, and then I'm gonna give my rebuttal.
0: Now, now I wouldn't. I don't know if it's necessarily the worst contract in the league, but I think it's bad for the sense that Rudy Gobert. I believe he's getting paid like the seventh biggest contract right now in the NBA. And to put it simply, like, he's not a top seven player in the NBA. He's not top 10. He arguably isn't top 20, you know. So when you look at it like that, he is getting overpaid a little bit. I mean, your graphic even said he's going to be, like, 33 years old by the time he's uh, out of it. And there is quite a history of centers similar to the role that he's had that by that time in their career, they start to, like, dwindle down. And if we're already saying, like, a guy like Rudy Gobert and what he's doing today – isn't worth being the seventh most paid player in the NBA, then what is he going to look like when he's 33, probably at the end or just after like his prime years. So I don't know that that's why I'm skeptical about it. And I mean, it's just, it's it's just like a weird uh, contract in my opinion.
1: So I am a very big Rudy Gobert fan and I think yeah, with small ball and kind of positionless basketball dying, the centers are a little bit extinct, but I think there is uh circum or there is an exception when you have a, a Jared Allen, I'm a big Jared Allen guy or a Rudy Gobert, because what it allows you to do is they do a, a, such a good job controlling the paint and protecting the rim that you can surround him with shooters. You don't have to worry about having another interior defender this year, averaging 16 points, 17 rebounds, close to two blocks, and a steal a game. Now, those are just the stats. If you actually watch the Jazz game, which you know I, I like, kind of watching them as an Adam uh, Market team, he does a really good job altering shots as well. You'll see a lot of times people, you know, will will think about taking it up, and maybe they'll make an errant pass, and another player gets credited with the steal, or you know, the opposing team gets a turnover, and it doesn't result in a direct, um, you know, stat contributing for him. I will say I, I do agree about the point about big men not having as long a career, but I'll say with him, you know, he's very unselfish. He took three shots the other day against the Bucks. I think he really just wanted the recognition of being an all-star and that he was somebody that, that was deemed worthy. And, I mean, right now Utah's the best team in the NBA, and I don't think that they could have somebody replace him. I think if they win a championship, then the contract is validated.
0: Yeah, I just think, like, and you even say, like, there's some things, like, how he affects shots at the rim and his screen assists, like they're not going to be showing up in normal box scores. So there is that to consider as well. And he's still probably, I'd say he's a top five center in the league. Uh, So, but I just don't know if by the time he's 33 years old, like that's kind of throwing me off because for him to be worth that, or even relatively close to that, because I wouldn't consider a guy who's, in my opinion, he's probably a top 25 player in the league. But, you know, you're about 10, 15 spots below that of what you're getting paid. So in that respect, I, I just don't know if I can quite agree with that. Um, but, yeah, that's my point.
1: Yeah. yeah, And, and I, this, is, this isn't this is a contract, but I think it's kind of like the Kawhi Leonard trade where it's like Toronto mortgaged their future. They ended up winning a championship. They lost Kawhi for nothing. You know, they got rid of the franchise's best Statistical player at that point, DeMar DeRozan, but it was ultimately worth it. Now, we're going to talk about somebody that has been traded a couple times, surprisingly, with a huge contract. And that's Russell Westbrook, who's in the fourth year of a five-year, $206 million extension. He has a $47 million player option for next year. He's going to be 33 years old when it ends. Now, obviously, Russell Westbrook has been pretty durable the last couple of years. He still plays with that same explosiveness. Um, teams have had to give up a lot though, to acquire hit or, you know, there, there haven't been many suitors. So Garrett, what are your thoughts on that contract?
0: Uh, well, now I will say, I will say I'm not very, uh, I'm not someone who's, I don't know how to say this. Okay. I'll just say that I am pretty critical of Russell Westbrook, uh, in history. So I don't want to give off like any two negative vibes, but what I will say is that The fact that there's only about two years left on the contract makes it a little bit more. Okay. Um, And I mean, we talked about that with the Kevin Love one, but with Westbrook, I just don't know how he necessarily fits in with some of these teams. Like when it, when it comes to contending and we've seen it, like with Kevin Durant, we've seen it with Paul George, Bradley Beal, James Harden, and now we're seeing it with the Lakers. And, I mean, they're kind of up and down right now with the Lakers. But in all those other situations, like, he couldn't get it done. Um, I don't know. I just personally don't think – I just don't think that he's worth that much money. Um, Now, he still is a star, and he still is – I'd say he's probably a top 20 player in the league, but I just don't know if he's worth that much money at this point.
1: Yeah, and and what's interesting is – if the Lakers decide to make a move, they really have no cap flexibility between Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook and LeBron taking that up. And I think Westbrook is the least valuable. Now he is towards the end of his contract. He, he, I can't imagine him not picking up that player option for next year. Um, You know, he's somebody that, that has the ball in his hands a lot. He has a very high usage rate. He always has. And, you know, it's good because he gives you energy on both sides of the court. But as we saw the other day at a quadruple double with 10 turnovers, and so you can't get rid of that contract. You can't really bench him. I, I've seen ideas of him coming off as a six man, but I don't think his ego would allow it at this point, but you're right. It's towards the end of his contract. It's a little bit easier to swallow, especially for the Lakers where probably this year and next year are their championship window. The next person is actually who he was traded for. And th- this is one of the few times that you can make a, a trade for him when it's bad contract for bad contract. And that's John Wall who has four year, or two years, $91.5 million left on his contract from the original four-year $170 million Supermax. It's going to end in 2023 when he's 33 years old. Now, he has a torn Achilles. Then he's had a setback from his torn Achilles. He looked surprisingly good last year, and he hasn't played with the Rockets this year. I think they're doing the smart thing by trying to have some trade value for him, not risking an injury where they then have to eat the rest of the contract just as a Wizards fan, I will never forget when they signed him to this extension because he had like two years left on his deal. And John Wall's game, a lot of it is predicated on speed. And I said, why, why are you rushing this? It's when Ernie Grunfeld was our GM, you know, it was a good PR thing they that, that's when they had the wall, Beal, Porter, Gortat, Markeith Morris. So like, I get it, but it was an awful contract. And Garrett, I don't know if, where you live, it was perceived that way as well. It's certainly talked about now as, as an awful
0: one. I mean, it, it it's definitely on the bad side of contracts, I will say. Um, and that's mainly for the point where he's just not playing right now. Um, but I will say, though, that if John Wall is healthy, he is playing, and he's on like a serious contending team, then he can still be like really good in the NBA. Like I feel like he's in a category with – uh, like I'm a big Derrick Rose fan. I feel like if he gets, you know, opportunity, like I remember a few years ago where it seemed like people were trying to shove him out of the league. Then he got that opportunity brought back, and then sure enough, he Talking showed, about with you know, the Timberwolves, yeah, and, and, and dropped a fifty burger, yeah, and and now he's balling out with the Knicks too. I feel like a guy like Demarcus Cousins, for example, who surprisingly isn't on a team right now. But if you give him a chance, I feel like he could do the same thing. John Wall's also in that category. I mean, if he if he got to a team where, you know, he's going to get playing time and you can even see this in my sense, like from watching the Bulls with DeMar DeRozan, not one person really talked about DeMar DeRozan with the Spurs, despite how good he was playing. Now he's over in Chicago. He's getting a ton of love. I was looking at the MVP ladder the other day from, a, I think it was like basketball reference or something like that. And they had him like 10th and, I don't I don't think he's even been anywhere that high since like 2018. And that's like his best season. Uh, so John Wall, like, yeah, he's probably not going to put up the numbers. He did in like 2016, 2017, which what I think was probably his best season. But he could still be really effective. He could still be one of the best players on a contending team. Uh, so I feel like it's not quite as bad of a contract. It just depends on who's eventually going to take you know, the gamble and make the trade to get him.
1: So Garrett, I'm going to put you on the spot and you beat me to it. So we keep in mind that he has a, you know, about 45 mil left that he's going to make each year. He already said that he's not accepting a buyout that he wants the full money. It's a very guard driven league. I can't think of many teams that are lacking at that position. What team do you think would make a, a you know, move and try to acquire him?
0: Ooh. Uh, yeah. That is a
1: good question. That, um, that That's why I say it's about, I, I literally like went through the teams in my head. I was like,
0: Who's going to pay that? You you know, like one situation, and this might be very bold, but is a a swap between him and with Denver, and maybe they give up Michael Porter Jr. And that might throw you off real, real quick. But I'm just thinking of right now with Michael Porter Jr., he's struggling. And I get it. He's still young, but he's been in the league for a few years now. He hasn't improved his defense he's I feel like he has tunnel vision too he's not one of those guys that is ever going to look at anything besides the basket so I mean John Wall like yeah he probably can't shoot quite as well as Michael Porter Jr but he sees like everyone on the floor he's one of the best passers in the league you know and he's a much better defender than Michael Porter Jr and you're missing really a point guard right now with Jamal Murray out so I think it could really help them out a lot. I think that Jokic would enjoy playing with him too. So, I don't okay. know, that's just like an idea.
1: Okay. Okay, I like it. And you know, if it happens then I'll be the first one to give you credit. We got a couple more here. We're going to our international section now. We're going to go with Kristaps Porzingis. 5-year, 158 and a quarter million dollar contract. He is in the third year of that with 2 years and 70 million after. It's going to end after the 23-24 season. When he's 28 years old, right now he's only 26. Kind of hard to believe. I, you know, I'm going to let you go first on this. I'll just, I'll, I'll let you take it away.
0: I mean, with Chris Porzingis over the past few years, I mean, statistically speaking, he hasn't been too bad in the regular season. It's just a matter of, you know, sometimes his tendencies are a little questionable. He likes to play soft, as a lot of Mavericks fans say. You know, he's pulling up from like logo Lillard range like about four or five times a game sometimes but I think that being that you're seven foot three I mean you're one of the tallest players in the league he's also one of the strongest players in the league when he actually like puts his mind to it so I think if he was you know playing more of a post-up game and yes he could still do the pick and pop game as well but I think he needs to maybe readjust his tendencies and I've seen a little bit of it this year so far he's looked a little bit better I'd say uh, than in the past few years, but of course, last year in the playoffs, you know, he was getting clowned all over social media. You know, they were calling, they were giving him Paul George's nickname of Pandemic P. So, um, but I don't know. I just think that it's not a terrible contract for the simple fact that he will be, you know, still kind of in his prime by the time it's done. So there will be teams that are probably going to be interested in trade talks up until that point, or teams that might be interested in trying to take him from Dallas by the time it's over. So I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible contract, but until he can like prove himself and solidify that, then it's going to be tough to say it's a good one. So, yeah,
1: I'm going to save my words for later, not to give uh, too much away. I'll We'll be at a segment in a couple minutes where you'll see where <laughs> I'll go off on him. The last one we have for the graphic on here, Davis for tons. And gosh, as a wizards fan, once again, I was shaking my head. Acquired him in a trade for San Antonio last year, signed a five-year 80 million extension after being a sharpshooter. It's in the second year of that, four years, 64 million remaining. He's going to be signed through 2025, where he'll be 32 at the end of the contract. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the guys we have on our podcast, Brad, is a big proponent of it because, you know, he's a six ten, six eleven guy that can shoot and has length. I think he had a career year. Contracts year, contract years are a real thing. I think there's a reason the Spurs gave up, gave him up for Markeith Morris, who ended up not passing his physical, so the Wizards basically got him for free. We should have, you know, enjoyed the free year we got him, you know, got some value. I don't think there were many people that were going to make a better offer than we were, and he's kind of been unplayable. He's been a role player for the Wizards this year. He's really just a three-point shooter. He doesn't do much rebounding. He's terrible on defense, and I don't think anybody's going to trade for that contract just because of the amount of years and money remaining on it. Garrett, what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I definitely don't think this is one of the better contracts in the league. Um I think I have it as like a top five worst contract right now. Uh but I will say though, like being that he's gonna be 32 years old by the time it's over, right now he's averaging like what, seven points per game? He's been seven changed.
1: points, two rebounds and assists in under 20 minutes, and breaking news he sprained his ankle and could miss time. That was from tonight's game against the Hawks.
0: Yeah. And even when he was playing, like he was averaging seven a game on inconsistent shooting numbers. He's really kind of always been a little bit of an up and down player. He's a little bit streaky, but that's even like coming off the bench. And that's what guys like Gafford has missed some time. I know he came back today, but you know, he's missed a few games. Thomas Bryant's out. Rui Hachimura has been out. So when those guys all come back, then it's like, where does he fit into the rotation? And when you're giving this guy like 16, 17 million a year to, for that, I mean, it just doesn't make sense, in my opinion.
1: And, you know, it's funny. Literally, the the year the Wizards get rid of Jan Mahimi's contract, was making 16 million a year, four years, 64. It's like, oh, my gosh, we're haunted by this again. Why are we hum- hamstrung by another contract? And there's a couple I mean- players
0: we didn't. To be fair, that whole off season, the 2016 off might be the worst. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, oh my like, gosh! Matthew a, Vadova
1: got 40 mil for playing. Even a good as a Bulls team.
0: fan, like Luol Deng and Joakim Noah, each getting oh like God. four years, 64 million. I mean, that just it was crazy. All those franchises. It was, it was crazy. Was
1: well, so there's a couple guys we didn't make graphics on. The Garrett brought a good point about that have interesting contracts, and the first being Ben Simmons. So I'll let you take it away with this one.
0: Yeah, my point about Ben Simmons is, I mean, he's on a four-year, $140 million deal, and he's going to be about 28 or 29 by the time it's done. But, I mean, as we all know, he's currently, like, not playing. And I just think that, like, and yes, I don't think he's getting his full money either. I believe they're taking some of that out, but at the same time, like, they're not taking all of it away from him. But his NBA future, I mean, it's kind of a question mark right now. I mean, he hasn't improved His weaknesses ever since day one of joining the NBA, mainly his jump shot, but he also just seems very unmotivated. So I just think like with all that being considered a guy that's getting paid for doing nothing except like kind of seem it seems like he's kind of being a diva at this point. Like it's got to be one of the worst, in my opinion.
1: So I'm a, I'm a big Ben Simmons fan, and, and this is probably the biggest thing we debate on our podcast, Triple Play Fantasy. Because a couple of people think he's Hall of Fame talent, and I can see where they're coming from because he does everything well besides score. He's probably the best perimeter defender. He can guard the one through four. He's a facilitator. He can get rebounds. He can pass. His free throw shooting isn't awful. I, I think the the Hawks series was really his floor, and that's what killed his trade value where the, the contract does look bad. I've always said, I think the 76ers should trade him bead because he has more trade value and build around Simmons, treat him like a traditional center, spread him around with shooters. But the whole you know act of not reporting to the team, um, I, it's a bad contract for me because of the character he's shown of you know refusing to do drills. Like I, Don't get me wrong. He's playing his cards right. He's doing everything that's right for him to get what he wants. It just doesn't look good in the public eye. It makes his contract worse and it lowers his trade value. Now there's another guy you talked about and NBA fan. This this is how you know you're an NBA fan is you're going to know Andrew Nicholson. And Garrett, just take it away with with this contract. I'll I'll put my feet up for this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, as of right now, what he has remaining on his contract is a three-year, roughly a $9 million deal. And that might not seem like anything, but... Over the past four years, he's received $11 million from the Portland Trailblazers. And he hasn't played in the NBA since 2017. I mean, he's going to be age 34 by the time it ends. So I doubt that a guy that would have been out of the NBA for like seven years at that point and at that age, like that anyone's really going to give him a chance. So you're just paying money for someone who's not even on your roster at this point. And this is like what we were just talking about, like, with the Luol Dangs and the Joaquin Noahs and the Jan Mahinmi's, like none of these guys are like even playing anymore. And all those guys were pretty much like off their team or non-factors for their team by the time their contract was up. So I feel like this has got to be like one of the worst ones, especially since it's still active, but that, that's just what I think.
1: Shout out Mark Beckelstein. That's his agent. You know how you know the contract was bad. First of all, he was the fourth string power forward on the magic. The wizards panicked and, and that, You know, summer of 2016, we're talking about signed him to a four year, 26 million dollar contract, then traded him to the Nets at the trade deadline to get Bo Young Bogdanovich. We gave up our first round pick who ended up being Jared Allen. So we basically said, here, we'll give you our first round pick to take this contract to for a player we signed eight months ago. So right from the get go, it's a bad contract. Now, we've talked about a lot of ones tonight,
0: but Garrett, which one is the worst? So when you're talking about the word, you mean the worst one that we just talked about? The worst one
1: we talked about, maybe the one we didn't talk about that flew under
0: the radar. Who has the Um, worst contract
1: in the NBA? Doesn't have to be money. What you just (laughs) think is the worst one.
0: I think the worst one, I mean, it's close. I think it's gotta be Ben Simmons for the simple fact that the dude isn't playing right now. And, I know like we already talked about how he's going to be getting fined probably for some of that money. But you got to think of it like this, like you hope that they want to trade him or something by the end of this year. But if they don't, they're still going to have three more years where they're paying this guy. And so all those free agencies, you know, they won't be able to like sign somebody or something like that to put around Embiid and all these other dudes. So I feel like it kind of hurts them like going forward because players or teams aren't going to want to trade for a guy that's not going to be there and not going to be available. So like, and I don't know, like maybe he will like play in a different situation or maybe he's just like being done with the NBA. I I don't really know, but I I think of the ones we mentioned like that, that's probably gotta be the worst one in my opinion.
1: I I actually think it's one of the best ones. I don't think this goes on five years. Like, like, I think this maybe runs the course of the year. I don't think Ben
0: was Daryl Morey said he's like, I'll play the waiting game forever. He is playing
1: hardball. He's playing
0: hardball and I love it. He's going tough.
1: (laughs) The the 76ers said they don't intend to pay his $8.25 million uh, contract that he was supposed to receive um, earlier this year. He's 25 years old. I can't imagine that he's given up the game of basketball that he's been playing for a while. I think what eventually happens is he says, these are the teams I want to go to. And then they, they're they able to orchestrate a deal. I think at some point, Philly has to say, our championship window is closed. And you know, being older with Tobias Harris. And they're going to say, look, we're going to get some value from him. It's just not going to work this year. For me, i waited. It's got to be Kristaps Porzingis. So including this year, he's going to have about three years, $105 million left. I know he's young, but right now he's playing less than 20 minutes per game this season. His stats aren't very overwhelming. He's transitioned his game. He used to be kind of a back to the basket, you know, have have that Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway. Now he's primarily a three-point shooter. And not only are so these are his stats this year, a averaging 12.7 points per game, 6 rebounds, 0.7 assists, 0.7 steals, 1.3 shots or 1.3 three-pointers made. He's attempting about six or seven per game. So he's shooting Maybe like twenty-five percent from three. But the worst part is he still has the ego that he's the number one superstar. Like it's Lucas team. Luca has the highest usage rate in the NBA. Porzingis is the clear number two option and he's not willing to accept that. And I think that's part of where the friction comes in. Like we saw Rick Carlisle leave and there was a lot that was on Luca, but I'm sure having Porzingis in the locker room isn't a isn't help as well. He's gotten to some altercations. He got in that fight in France. He just, I don't think he does anything particularly well at this point. I think his name has kind of made him what he's been. He's 7'3 with a torn ACL in the past. Like you said, he plays perimeter ball. He doesn't take advantage of his height, of, of the mismatches he could exploit. I just don't see anyone trading for this contract. And because he has three years left, including with this Look at that picture. He's pouting as well. I'll say this. He hasn't, I'll say, I'll, I'll give, I'll give Porzingis a compliment. He has a nice haircut. There. I, now I, I justified it, right? has a nice haircut.
0: i would say so. It's
1: pretty So these were some of the worst contracts we talked about. Kudos to the agents that get their players this money. Shame on the GMs that have signed these players to these extensions and uh, now have to live with the brunt of it. We appreciate you turning in. Talk in the comments section. Who has the worst contract? Is it anybody we named here? Is it anyone that we missed out on? Me and Garrett from Super Mario Hoops 24. We're going to be doing a few of these collab videos. So definitely make sure to tune in some ones in the future. And we'll catch you guys on the next one.